Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and today's topic is the Wonderland Murders, also known as the Four on the Floor Murders, that took place in Los Angeles, California, on July 1st, 1981. We're going to be talking about those murders as a quadruple homicide, and I know those are your favorites, Brandy. They are. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? Great day to talk about a quadruple murder, Tim. Well, not only not only a quadruple murder, but a quadruple murder that um, it has everything. It, ha- it has a famous porn star, everything, drug dealers, oh Liberace's boyfriend. And, I know, and allegedly Michael Jackson's lover. What what more could you ask for in a podcast? Kitchen sink. It's uh, there. It's there. We're also joined today, as always. There's no baseball in them. Well, you you can't have everything. You can't have everything. Well, we're also joined today by the very distinguished and honorable, in fact, uh, uh, probably someone who I greatly admire, and most of you don't know that the colonel uh, is known for his valor, valor, and he was actually awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor for future considerations. So, Just for something I might do in the future. Yeah, because you're such a brave man. No. Yeah, yeah, he was. No. Um, but anyway, uh, we'd like to welcome Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hark Walters III, better known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Ch- Colonel? To me, I'm I'm wonderful. I've been uh, you know I've been traveling a lot. Yeah. Um, with the what with the awards and the presidential thing and uh, the I almost forgot uh, the Colonel has been uh, nominated for a potty. Uh, for a Lifetime Achievement Award for uh, his for toilet, podcast. For toilet humor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's potty for all you people on like the blue brown head devil over here. P-O-D-D-Y. Oh, podcast. potty, not P-O-D-I. Oh, potty. However they say. I didn't okay. look at the trophy. I don't know. I got so You've got so many awards, I know. But uh, we, congratulations on your Lifetime Achievement Award. I understand this is the second time you've won that. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's getting redundant. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> yeah. redundant. I, I'm sure you're a, you have an embarrassment of riches. Well, you know, I try it's to an embarrassment. <laughs> the fans show up to me, so I sure. got to show up for them. So you've been out on the campaign trail as well. Been out on the campaign trail. Uh, everything going well there. Uh, seemed to get the stuff straightened out with uh, Bernie Sanders. Seems like a nice guy. So you and Bernie are crazy. He's he he mad all the time. He's always mad. 
You bring you could bring up anything. He may. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. So he stole. Of course, he stole your free college tuition idea. He stole doing. my free college tuition idea. Then we go and you know, you travel, so you get you get to know these people because right. I'm I'm on both sides. You know, right now you're on the bus. Yeah, I'm on the bus, and Ted Cruz knows to keep his distance from me, so right. I don't want to have any run-ins with him. But you know, I, I, I kind of like Bernie. He's a, he's an interesting guy, but he's so angry. Now what? Mm-hmm. Then he's in. You know, we just want to. All I want is the little club sandwich. Right. right. Just club sandwich. Give me a Coke Zero, and I'll go on my business. And they ask Bernie, you know, what would you like? And this is about John Holmes. And he nah, said, not yet. And he says to the waitress, "What I would like is for you to be making fifteen dollars an hour." And I'm like, for the love of God, Bernie, could you give it a rest for just lunchtime? Just yeah. one time, could you just relax? So, um, he's hard, it, he is, uh, he, it's hard for him to kind of relax and kick back. Or you're a man who can... He can't. No, but you can get things done, but you don't have to be in the people's face all the time. Yeah, he's just crazy. He's yeah. crazy. So, um, okay, uh, any shout-outs today there, Colonel? You know who I would like to give a shout-out to, Timmy? Who would you like to give a shout-out to? Our friends up north. Our, the, our Canadians. The Canucks. Canadians. We have a lot of our listeners are Canadians, and we'd like to thank all of you for listening. And you know what I like to think of is Canada? What? America, only better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just better. Yeah. It's okay. kind of the way America should be, is what you're saying. Well, when I think of Canada, I think of cold. Yeah. But then I think of what America would be if adults were running it. Yeah. Like, you know? you, like health care and... But it just the civilized people. You see a yeah. Canadian on the street, it's like... Hey, they don't pee in the street. They don't pee in the street, and it's like, hey, hello, eh? Have a good day, eh? You yeah. know, they, they talk a little funny. But they're good people. But they're world. good people, and they are the smart people. That's yes. for sure. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I like Canadians. Not a big fan of plaid. Not well, a big fan of plaid. I'm not a big hunter. No. But I think I fit in well. I think you would, too. I think they would love uh, love you up north. Why don't we take you up there and just drop you off in the middle of Canada? Well, actually, my... And you can get on that. And I would like to give a lady to the shout out, a shout-out at the Midas Muffler Shop in Montreal, Canada. Oh. Uh, who... Yeah, are you going to give it a shout-out in French? Yeah. Oh. Let's hear it. And les shout-outs. <laughs> so... My, you know, my son's in a band. Yeah, and his van broke down in Montreal. Canada. What is his band's name? Um, he's in two bands. Okay, Strange Faces and Old God. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the Chicago area. Out of the Chicago area, and his van broke down in Montreal, Canada. And they worked on it at the Midas shop for about four hours, trying to get him going. Could not get the van going. Did not charge him nary a penny. The woman See, gave him food. The woman who was working there get brought the boys food. See, Canadians um, are good people. See, they're used they to that good so- socialism up there. So they just brought and, uh, food. And, and they probably gave them an apartment if they stuck around long enough. They would have stuck around. Well, they didn't have the visa. They, uh, you know, yeah. was, and that's but, a problem. But they played the show. They moved on. They said they love Canada. And the uh, they left the van. Okay. So they left so, the van in Canada. Down so, by the river. So if you're in Chicago, you get a chance to see Old Guard or... Strange Faces. Check them out. Check them out. Okay, let's move on to today's topic, which is the Wonderland. And Dottie Scott. Don't forget the lovely yes. Dottie. Hi, Mom. Today's topic, which is the Wonderland murders, which occurred on July 1st, 1981. And I keep thinking we should have, like, shag carpeting in here when we do this, because that was a cool period. We should, have done this. we should have done this in your custom van, too. We should have. We should have. <laughs> so, 
Um, the two key. <laughs> the, uh, this story is the gruesome. chains rattle uh, too much when you get in and out. Uh, the murders were gruesome. They were uh, says free candy on the side. Yeah, that one. it was a quadruple murder, which Puppies. means four people were killed. Puppies in here. Um, four people were killed, yes. and <laughs> they had their heads bashed in actually. And um, these were suspected drug dealers, or at least some of them were. And uh, this story probably becomes, it, it got a lot of attention, partly because of the, it was so horrific, but also partly because of the characters involved in it. And um, two of the central characters we're going to talk about a little bit before we get to the story. One of them involves a gangster and nightclub owner. Gangsta. Gangsta. And nightclub owner named Eddie Nash. And Colonel, you're going to tell us a little bit about Mr. Nash. Uh, Mr. Nash was a, uh, his real name, Eddie Nash, was not his real name. He was born Adele Garib Nasarara. Well, that doesn't even, that's not even close. Not even close to Eddie Nash, but, well, I guess N-A-S-H and Eddie, but anyway. He was born in Palestine. He came over here in 1948. His, uh... You know you're old if you're born in Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his brother, his brother-in-law got shot in front of him. Um, he got shot at. This is uh, as growing up, you mean? Yeah, he was. He was about nineteen years old when this happened. He at nineteen years old over there. He'd already owned two hotels. Wow! Um, but he had to give that all up, get the hell out of Palestine because they was going to kill him. Right. Um, <coughs> so he comes over here to Los Angeles. City and of he Angels. starts to open up City of Angels some nightclubs. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he finds his little niche nightclubs. I mean, he's got his Paradise Ballroom, the Seven Seas, Alibaba's, the Kit Kat Strip Club. Kit Kat um, Strip Club. So he's got, there you, go. you know, Los Angeles is a very diverse place. So he's got clubs that cater to gays, to straights, to blacks, to whites. And uh, the star, the, the... He has a big tent. Yeah, the Paradise Ballroom was, ba- they called it um, Little Harlem in L.A., Oh, okay. I mean, it, was, so you know, it, was, it was catering to African Americans. African Americans. It was it was you know the place to be. Um, but he was he got some money from that. Uh, he but he most of his money came from dealing drugs inside the clubs. Um, for probably twenty five years, he was he was the wealthiest and most dangerous drug dealer on the West Coast. Now this is a dangerous man. This is not a man you want to fool with. And, and he, no uh, messing you know, with Mister Nash. Well, and can I also say if you've seen the movie Boogie Nights, the yeah. guy that throws down the poppers mm-hmm. in the bathrobe and the speedo has oh, to listen to Sister, Sister Christian. Christian. Sister That's Christian based on this guy. That's based on this guy. I miss right. poppers. Yeah, that whole scene wore me out. So uh, you know, I saw the movie, but I don't remember that particular scene. But he was a. And, and who was Burt Reynolds in it? He, he was a producer. Oh, okay. Director. He was, he was an extremely vile man, too. I mean, he he would. Uh, at the Kit Kat Club, if you want to be a dancer, yeah. you had to fillet him first. I would not do it. Well, the reason for that, he wanted to. Uh, he, he was. Because he was always under investigation. He was really kind of the Al Capone of the West Coast in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was an embarrassment to the police that they had not arrested this man. Everybody knew what he did. Everybody knew why he was making his money. Um, and it, so he was an embarrassment to the police, and he was always out after, you know, looking out for the police. So is he, so he's dealing cocaine. At this is the 80s, I'm guessing. He's cocaine dealing cocaine was, was, was his primary drug. Yeah. Quaaludes, he did. Quaaludes, he, he was even into meth. He was one of the first people into meth uh, out there. So he had, but Quaaludes, he had Quaaludes. He had and, vision. 
Yeah. Vision and um, before his time, he so he would he would make these girls fillet him, right? Um, although he had his own problems with empathy, impotency too. And that you're familiar with that topic? Not familiar, but I know that it made him. <laughs> He's very heard the word. Familiar. So what Her he tell. would often do, he would find these women that wanted to uh, very very very. Pretty, you know, women that thought very high. Sure, you got uh, L.A., you got all the women going out there to be actresses and things, young young ladies. And he would... Uh, Broken dreams. Yeah. It's they, like that poison video. Well, and, and this is... Now, angel. I want yeah, you to get into the mind of a man who does this. I'm already there. He 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 would have women who were, were addicted to cocaine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, women addicted to cocaine, they're not like the meth heads where they're losing their teeth, they're doing oh, everything right, else, right. you know. They're, yeah, they're, they, they're they, being normal on the outside. They can keep their beauty for some degree. But what he would do is he would often go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. leave the bathroom, and tell the women if they wanted cocaine, they could lick his bottom clean. Oh, no, gross. That's a vile, vile. No, and this, oh. is a, this is a true story. It's very well known about him. He was a vile man. Like his body. Yes, he liked to humiliate women. He, and uh, and I the prettier the woman, the more he liked it. And a woman. Yeah, that's so he that's, would, that, that's not sexual. That's, uh, you know, that, that's. Well, uh, what he would do is find these violent. women, and, and he would find women who he knew had problems. He'd mm-hmm. offer to help them. Like Timmy. And then he would pray on them. Yeah, but I don't make. I don't, yeah, but they, Timmy doesn't pray on them. No. They pray on him. Yeah, but yeah, you know. yeah. But well, they uh, have to understand English. Yeah, well, that's that's true. He's broken English. <laughs> so um, now they, you know, throughout the whole eighties, nineties, they're trying to get Nash. The police trying to get Nash. They can't. But it, you know, the, the bottom line to this is the the man had just tons of money. Right. Tons of money. And he now, was, and and he was also like a very good friend with good friends with John Holmes. Right. Now yeah. John Holmes at this time, you know, his career's winding down. John Holmes is jumping back and forth between a bunch of shady people. So uh, that you guys will get into. So, um, so the this the whole thing starts. You got to remember that Eddie Nash, being a drug dealer, uh, could not keep his money in the bank. Had right. to keep his money at his house. Yeah. So, John Holmes knows about this money at the house, and here's where we go from here. Okay. And John Holmes at the time, for those of you who are not familiar with John Holmes, where you've been? Uh, John Holmes, of course, in uh, in the 70s was a huge um, porn star. Well, John Holmes was the Elvis of porn. He was the Elvis of porn. Let me tell you just a little bit, give you a little bit of background on John Holmes. He was born in 1944 in Asheville, Ohio. Um, and as we said, he became one of the most prolific uh, male porn actors of all time, appearing more than 2,500 adult films in the 1970s and the 1980s. And um, he was best known for his exceptionally large tallywhacker. Um, tallywhacker. And um, I think you had some measurements on that, Colonel. Well, they have. They 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 actually. Well, one of the sex toy companies casted it. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a realistic mold, there's been a lot of lot of uh, controversy as to actual size. But when they casted it, 
it came out at 12 and a half inches. Okay. So he, he was kind of famous for his... I don't know what the big deal about 12 uh, and a half inches is. Stop talking. Uh, he was famous for that. And um, he, so he grew up in Ohio, though. He grew up in poverty, um, kind of an unsettled childhood. And he joined the Army at age 16. Um, and he did a tour of duty with the Army, uh, and he was honorably discharged, after which he moved to California, worked in a variety of jobs before beginning his career in the porn industry in the early 1970s. We say he made more, uh, more than 2,500 films. At the time, uh, there was a lot of movies being made. Some of them were well-produced. Some were just you know filmed in someone's back uh, in their basement. Amateur. Yeah. There were art so films. There's really no telling how many, but at least 2,500 adult films um, starred John Holmes or at least uh, included John Holmes. Uh, but he really began, his career really began to take off in, in the early 70s when he did, uh, he was featured as Johnny Wad. And Johnny Wad played a role of a detective in kind of a reoccurring role in these different porn movies. He was a hobbled detective to me. Yeah. Of course he was. He was a hobbled detective. Yeah. And, and an interesting, ju- just to jump into this, John Holmes claimed that in, his, in the course of his career, he slept with roughly about 13,000 women. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that. He, he claims to have slept um, 13,000 women. Which would put you on course to break that record, I'm thinking about Tuesday. April 2017. <laughs> if I stay healthy. <laughs> if you stay healthy, yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, Holmes in the 70s, he was arrested here and there um, for pimp, pimping and pandering. Uh, so he was supplementing his income. Was he big uh, pimping? Uh, he must have been. He became. Um, he actually became an informant for LAPD. And the rumor is that he would um, share information and narc on his fellow porn stars, kind of um, to um, you know get rid of his competition. But there, there's still some doubt whether that actually occurred or not. But um, he did quite well. By 1978, he was earning about three thousand dollars a day as a uh, performing uh, in the porn movies. Um, but his downfall. He started experimenting with cocaine and freebasing. And um, you know what happens to you, Colonel, when you, you mess with that stuff? What happens? Well, the pecker don't work no more. Yeah. So, you know, when, you're, when your job is, you know, your career is a porn actor and you have problems in that area, um, you're not going to be in the business very long. So um, because of the drug use, he was unable to maintain an erection, which effectively ended his porn career in, uh, no, his straight porn career. Well, hey, whatever. His well, yeah. In in the seventies, he did do some gay porn, kind of to make ends meet, I guess. Uh, but to support his drug habit, um, Holmes once again turned to some petty crime, uh, selling drugs, stealing luggage at uh, Los Angeles uh, airport. Uh, he had some uh, charges of credit card fraud. Um, he also, in 1976, he met a 16-year-old Donna Sheeler, who became his girlfriend, which is kind of gross. I don't know how old he was then, but he had to be in his 30s. Um, and he started... Um, Did you say she's kind of gross? No, he... I said, that's kind of gross, because I think she she was like 16. He must have been, I don't know, 44 or something? I don't, I don't know that we need no, to discuss. Think I think he died at 43, Timmy. Uh, well, he was born in... What did I say? I don't know how we're discussing age difference. Well, I don't know either. But anyway, he was uh, he was okay for you. 
I'll go back. I'll do some research on that when we get move on. But anyway, right now, he, anyway, he was significant older than this girl, and he started prost, uh, prostituting himself and her out, and he would often beat her in public. And Aww. as the colonel said, he's claimed to have slept with over three thousand. No, he claimed to slept with. He claimed to have slept with over ten thousand. People have estimated from his movies. That he only he slept with roughly and in, in movies alone he slept with three thousand people. Three thousand in movies. Only. In movies. Okay. In movies. Okay. I'm sorry. He was born in 1944, so he would have been what 32 at the time he was dating a 16. Still gross. Yeah. And what and and an interesting thing about him is it with these movies is if you uh, hear about the actresses talk. That worked with him, mm-hmm. while he had an exceptionally large donga. Mm-hmm. Um, no one ever worked with him ha- had seen it become fully erect. They all said it was just basically semi-hard. Like yeah, yeah. Um, he he had that problem his whole life, and Ned Haven said it was like doing it with a big fat soft loofah. Um, so you know that's that's um, that's almost a tragedy, isn't it? When you're so well endowed and yet you can't. But it's a use. That's a tragedy. So anyway, tragedy. It's a tragic coincidence. So anyway, John Holmes starts associating with Eddie Nash. Of course, Eddie Nash, as the colonel said, was a well-known drug dealer in the Los Angeles area. So uh, John Holmes uh, knew Eddie Nash, and he also knew um, the victims of this crime that we're going to get into. And he, at this point in his life, he was kind of uh, his porn career was over. He was doing all these petty crimes just to support his drug habit. Um, and uh, he, was, he was still doing some movies now. He, uh, not not great ones. He wasn't going to win any... any Your friend, my enema. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was doing, you know... It's your favorite? <laughs> it's the only one you know. <laughs> yeah. Ocean's 11 Inches, he did. Oh, a classic. Yeah, that was a... Um, that was a remake. It's on my Netflix, was, yeah. <laughs> Ocean's <laughs> 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Womb Raider. He did Womb Raider. Uh, okay. Uh, that was a good one. But, uh, Womb Raider? <laughs> Womb Raider, yeah. He uh, also, you like, said he was in the Tomb Swe- Raiders. Swedish I know, I erotica got that. movies, the Swedish erotica films. That was he was, There was like 35, <laughs> um, 35 of them, and he was in about 12 of them. Swedish erotica films. Yeah, Swedish erotica. He did Boldfinger. That was one of his better oh, ones. Yeah. Um, Who could forget? <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it? Boldfinger. Of course it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> um, Beaver and Butchie. Uh, no, it was Beaver and... Um, Wasn't that... Old? That's in the 80s, at least. Yeah. If not the 1990s. Well, and... How are they doing anything called Beaver and Butchie? I believe he did Bone and the Barbarian. Um, I can okay. see that. So let's move oh, on. And, and, but his most famous one. Yeah. His most famous, and this was not one of the Johnny Wilde series, is uh, Charlie's Anals. Oh, of course. You can forget that. Yeah, Charlie's Okay. Uh, Again, Netflix cue. <laughs> um, so, um, so, Maybe so the thing it has in common with the victims and, and the, the, um, these mur- murders, we must say, has never, they, they, have, they remain unsolved today. But we have a pretty good idea who was involved in it and pretty good. The finger point is pointing at Eddie Nash. So uh, John Holmes, though, he, he was kind of a common denominator. He knew the um, victims and he knew Eddie Nash. And uh, Brandy's going to talk to us about what happens next. So let's start with in the early morning hours of July 1st, 1981, 
Uh, there was a mover that heard some moans coming from 8763 Wonderland Avenue. Uh, Call the cops. Cops go in, and you know one of the officers later described the scene so gruesome it appeared as if someone had splashed buckets of blood all over the house. Um, to me, have you ever seen Throbbing Hood? Not did he Robin Hood. take from the poor and give to the rich? Or I, I'm not sure, but I did not see that one. But Robin Hood, that was a that was one of his. Oh, that, that's did a, he do Spankenstein? <laughs> it's a classic. I, that, that was, it really yeah. is. Continue, Brandy. So the Laurel Canyon House, um, where Wonderland Avenue was, uh, was leased by 46 year old Joy Audrey Miller, and she was living with her 42 year old boyfriend, Billy. DeVarell. Um, he'd been arrested 13 times. Uh, they were also living with a freelance bounty hunter named David Lynn. Wow. Uh, almost everyone. Like dog. Has, yeah, like, like dog. dog. Yeah. Everyone has a freelance bounty hunter living in their sure. house, sleeping on their couch. And they were also living, all of them were living with a friend named Ronald L- Lanus. Lanus. Yeah, Lanus, I think L- it is. Yeah, I'm trying not to make it sound like anus, but it wasn't going to work out yeah. for me. So he had done federal time for drug smuggling. So a really wholesome bunch there. Yeah, they're a good group of people. So they actually made their way in the world by posing as police officers. They'd pose as police officers, raid drug dealers' house, rip off the drug dealers for their drugs and their stuff, mm-hmm. and then take everything the back. Huh? When they dropped the charges? In? No, there were no charges. And, okay. then, and then they would take all this stuff back and sell the drugs to their own customers. Nice. So, yep. just another just another tidbit about Mr. Homer. He liked to do historical porn. Okay. Who doesn't? Um, he did uh, Penis of Nazareth. <laughs> okay. Um, was, and he did a uh, one uh, Pocahontas. Well, Pocahontas. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, there you go. Classic. And historically accurate. Yeah. Wow. It was very historically accurate. Um, but they'd sell these drugs. So the so it was. You know, it's a really dangerous way to make your way in the world. Yeah, robbing other drug dealers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And a frequent visitor and pad crasher was John Holmes. He had made millions, you know, hawking this huge penis that he had. Um, And what kind of movie, what what would be a movie that we might be familiar with, Colonel? Punk hot ass, evidently. Um, Well, he did so many and and some that... um, all of them are classics. Uh, yeah, I mean they're all cla- uh, how to how to Grinch stole my virginity. Yeah, of course. I did that one. Um, You're making things up. <laughs> no, no. Even the sad thing, he might not be. I, no, I know. <laughs> no, I've got I've got his list right here. Um, it's uh, it's right there. Go ahead, Brandy. <laughs> Continue. I I don't know if I can. So they think that. Um, so John Holmes just fell in with these people, so to speak, and he was he was hanging out there at their house. Well, one of his other historical historical ones was a uh, German warfare. Oh, mash! Instead of mash, Ga- it's gash. Um, yeah, and and gangbangs of New York. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, that one's not one of them. <laughs> That's so, not one of them. But that, that is not one of them at yeah. all. No. So anyway, so. Jesus, Louises. So he, so he's he's crashing at these people's houses, and they think that it was the connection to homes that all these people had that brought about the demise of of all of these four individuals. 
but the police had already pegged it as a drug house, so they already knew they were they had it under surveillance. And John watching. Holmes at this point, he, like I say, his career is over. He's kind of just a hanger on at this point. He's a gopher for this these this group. He was reduced to an emaciated coke addict. Um, actually, John Holmes had become a. Uh, he had become a prostitute too. Yeah. He, he was, and that's you know that's how he met his demise. But instead of, uh, he also did, uh, and you know the Mission Impossible series was was big then, and uh, he was a little bit big, and so they did a movie Blowjob Impossible, and, and then so- the Mel Brooks movie. Um, I don't think um, Mel Brooks did a movie with it. Yeah, no, the Blazing Saddles. They yeah, did a yeah. play off that the uh, uh, Blazing Assholes. <laughs> Um, Brandy. No, they didn't. They, so right here on his IDBM. IDBM. Right Would you look at that? Oh, God. So anyway, um, so with his porn career kind of limping along, he actually... I did. I did. I'm hmm. sorry. Limping no on. pun intended. Um, his cocaine habit actually grew to about $750,000 a year. Um, so he's got this huge cocaine habit that continues to grow, uh, and he can't do movies anymore. Right. Because he's, you know... Yeah, he can't. He can't. It's yeah. a tragedy, and it... it John like, Holmes is not a good-looking guy. He should have got disability no. for that, because... I don't know. Why? He, he was in the military. It, 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 military injury. And, you know, one of his... And, and this one, this was a tearjerker. Yeah. I mean, it was a real... If you've ever seen the, the original movie instead of the remake... Um, the Hemingway book, but um, he did Bang the Dong Slowly. <laughs> okay, Brandy, continue. <laughs> it was a baseball movie, right? Jesus, mm-hmm. God. Um, Balling for Dollars. That well, was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in the spring of 81, uh, Holmes was hanging out with the Wonderland gang, sleeping in the house for just nights and weeks at a time. And we should say this is called the Wonderland Gang because it's a Wonderland it's part Wonderland of Wonderland where it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, in Laurel Canyon, yeah, yeah. It was on Wonderland Avenue. And they were they were not to butt in, but I, I right. don't mind butting in. Wonderland was was a uh, very prestigious address in in Laurel County, Laurel in that county. The house looks like Laurel shit. Canyon. Laurel Canyon, Laurel Canyon. Yeah, but that house was the biggest. Yeah, it looks like a dive. The There's pictures I mean, of it online. People were very unhappy. Drug dealers coming yeah. and going all the time. Yeah, I, I was telling Brandy, I, I was there a long time ago in that area, and it was a nice area then. I don't know what it is now, or I don't know what it was then, because that was probably 20 years after this happened. But it was so, nice there. John he also Holmes. did all anal on the western. I love that one. I yeah, all anal on the western. Yeah, so it's a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. So John Holmes was basically reduced to a hanger-on. Yeah, um, and they just these people used him as as an errand boy, and they actually called him their house monkey. Um, it's a little bit insulting. But his bit, biggest, yeah. the biggest value that he was to them was his connection to Nash. Oh, breakfast on Tiffany. So it's a classic. Classic. Yeah. Uh, Holmes was willing to help them set up this hit. They, they decided that they wanted to they wanted to steal from Eddie Nash, and so Holmes said, "Sure, I'll help you out. I'll help you do this." All that jizz. They're going to sweet cool. Jesus. Um, so they're going to on videotape. They're going <laughs> VHS, VHS and beta. beta. Uh, Holmes is willing to help them guy. set up a hit on the drug lord's Studio City mansion. So he told he he gave the these people all the um, you know all the information on the house all the information on 
um, Nash's um, comings and goings, so to speak. And he also informed them that Nash left a sliding glass door unlocked all the time. And why would you do that if you're a drug dealer? I don't know. And that he kept, because he probably thought nobody had the stones to come and and steal from him. Um, Nash kept. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And told them that Nash just kept loads of drugs and jewelry and cash all around the house. Um, like I said, he drew him a map and everything. Now, um, nobody can really get a good account of actually who robbed Eddie Nash. But it was on the morning of June 29th of 81, three or four men, uh, Deverell, Lanus, Lind, and a guy named Tracy McCourt. Who end up surviving this whole thing. Uh-huh. Let you them, remember the movie Caddy, Caddyshack? Mm-hmm. He did Caddy Snatch. Okay. Uh, Tracy McCourt let himself in through the unlocked door. They identified themselves as policemen. He handcuffed uh, Nash's 300-pound bodyguard, Gregory Diles. Um, Damn, I did just zip-tied his ass. Well. <laughs> well they, were, they, they were standing character. You know they had to have handcuffs just all over. Right. Well, while handcuffed, well, sure. They were standing there. And you know, I have not been able to see, watch the movie Mary Poppins since I saw the movie Cherry Poppins. Yeah, it's hard to go back. Okay. It is. You can't. You while can't handcuffing one of them, um, while handcuffing, okay, while handcuffing the bodyguard, uh, one of these one of these people, their gun went off, and it woke Nash up in his bedroom, and he's thinking he's about to be killed. So he's he comes running out, drops to his knees, opens the safe, begs for mercy. So, so he's he, not a big badass as he thought he was. He's not a badass. No, he's not a badass. However, he surrounds himself with badass people. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they take off with dr- with heroin, cocaine, quaaludes, jewelry, cash, um, about one hundred eighty five thousand um, dollars. They the Department of Justice actually estimated the take at about a million dollars. Um, they humiliated Nash. They'd hit him up for his drugs and his money, but they had actually humiliated him, it which was a off. much bigger deal. Yeah, yeah. Pissed him off. So the crew divided the take. They got back to the house. They divided the take amongst themselves. Um, they shortchanged Holmes and McCourt. So Holmes, who kind of set this all up. <laughs> yeah, they screwed him. He got screwed over. So Nash, um, you know, Nash, meantime, they're dividing this all up, and Nash um, vows revenge. 
and he suspected John Holmes. And he was spotted. He suspected John Holmes because John Holmes evidently wasn't a smart man and was spotted uh, by some of Nash's associates just walking around Hollywood wearing a piece of jewelry that was stolen from his yeah, house. Yeah, not too bright. Yeah. Now, um, the next few days, you know, nobody, again, nobody's really sure exactly what happened. Um, but this article actually states it led to one of the most gruesome murders in L.A. history, the Black Dahlia case and the Manson murders included. Now, the one he did with the, with the mask on, yeah. the Bone Ranger, that was, so, that was a good one. Tonto. Come in, Tonto. Come in, Tonto. So, it's believed that under the orders of Nash, Dials, the bodyguard, and a couple other people, one of whom may or may not have been John Holmes, broke into the house on Wonderland Avenue with serrated, serrated seal pipes in hand and systematically proceeded from room to room, bashing in the skulls of the occupants. Yeah, and there were five occupants mm-hmm. in the house. When it was all said and done, four people were killed and another was gravely injured. Uh, neighbors reported hearing the commotion, but rather than call the police, they just figured it was another another night of partying, so one neighbor just turned up the TV to drown out the noise. That's what I do. So, well, so here's my thing. You're that much of an asshole to your neighbors that they're listening to you get murdered, and they just turn up the television. Turn up a little bit louder. Yeah, they actually heard um, uh, groaning eventually, I guess, later on. Yeah, so they heard the uh, uh, some groaning and uh, called the police. The police comes. And well, that was it. the next day, yeah. Right, the next day. Um, and when they entered the house, they first killed Barbara Richardson. Was Lynn, uh, She was Lynn's 22-year-old girlfriend. She was just sleeping in the downstairs living room. Yeah, she was a wrong she place. She had nothing to do and nothing. Wrong place, wrong time. But never couch surf with drug dealers. That's one lesson. Well, and, you well, know, that's, that's, that's you know. a good lesson because had he, she not, had she been with, you know, like out raising money for orphans. Yeah. You know, goodwill, whatever. Yeah. Um, or just selling herself on the street. Or selling herself on the street. She wouldn't have got a head bashed in. Um, now, I, and see, they got this listed, and I don't believe this because I think it came out after he could perform. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Penis Hands. I'm not sure that that's a movie. Yeah, but, it's but, a movie. but I do know, um, I do know that, um, uh, oh, uh, Breastside Story. Oh, yeah. That, that, the yeah. musical. They had to teach him how to dance for that. that. Musical. And he kept tripping over his tallywack. Okay. Continue, Brandy. Yeah, so uh, in the rear downstairs bedroom. The rear. You said rear. I did. I did. I'm sorry. Uh, the killers came upon Ronald Lannis and his wife, Susan. Um, Susan is actually the one. Um, she's actually the one that was moaning and carrying on. She was still alive. Um, she's the one that was moaning that caught the neighbor's attention. She was beaten and terribly mutilated. Uh, the killers then went upstairs where they beat um, Miller to death in her bed. Uh, her boyfriend, Deverell, would be found lying in the corner of the same room, dead from a massive skull injury. Yeah, that so is not bat- yours. They're just bashing heads. Here's what I want to know. Timmy, you remember, well, you're not from here, but... We had one year on Easter, a guy kills 11 people in his family okay. on Thanksgiving. Okay. okay. How dumb you got to be to be the foursome bitch beat with a pipe? Climb out a goddamn window or something. That's a good point. Brandy? <coughs> if you're asleep and you don't hear it. 
And you got to remember, these people are probably stoned. Probably. They were dying. I hear people getting beat with a pipe in my house. I'm going to be. Are you stoned? Most I mean, more stoned. When I go to sleep, no, I but, am. Yeah. You know? I mean, if well, I mean, like, like really, like combination well, quaalude, cocktails, like quaalude stoned. Sleep. Yeah, like quaalude stoned. Well, you you should start with. I mean, like the axe murderers. They always start with the the guy. You know, the 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 ones that can do the most. You know, defend himself and then work their way down. So this case is actually one of the reasons this case is is such a huge deal. It was the first time that videotape would be used at trial. Um, video was fairly new. Um, video cameras were fairly new, and so they, or the you know the portable video cameras, and so they used the the video. They walked around with this video camera and they taped everything, um, and that was the first time in American history that video was used as evidence in a criminal trial. The actual police footage with a narration can a- can actually be seen as an extra feature on the DVD release of the Wonderland starring um, of Wonderland starring Val Kilmer. So if you go to if you rent that movie or whatever on the extras, you can see the actual footage yeah. that the police saw. And I'm sure it's on YouTube. Well, I'm sure it is too. Um, there was one guy happened to be just at the right place at the right time. David Lind, whose girlfriend died sleeping on the couch when they first walked in, he was out. Where was he, Timmy? With a prostitute. He was out with a hooker. Yes. There you See, go. Now, what's that tell you? What's that tell you? Always, always sleep with hookers. Sleep with hookers? You know why? Why? Because they're going to kill the hooker first, and hopefully you hear it. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So. Why would you want to hear it? Brittany, so it's nice of you to join us. Brittany is here. Young Brittany is here. Here I am. Brittany is here. Um, go ahead. Uh, Lynn was also weak. So they pick Lynn up because they know that he is associated with this house. So the cops get there. They pick him. They eventually find him, pick him up, and and he spills the beans. He just, you don't even, they just had to ask him two or three times. He broke pretty easy. Um, and spilled the beans about the Nash break-in and, you know, the possible connection. and But the big question was, um, where where was Holmes during all this? During all these murders, all the... Where was Holmes? It's elementary, my dear Watson. Well, there you go. And so they, um, they go after uh, Eddie Nash, of course, and they find a million dollars worth of cocaine and some folded items from the Wonderland house. So they... Got some good evidence on them, but was they went it stolen or was it his own shit he took back? I, I think, think they have both. I think they found some stuff that they actually took from the. I mean, you know, they're they're you know they they're stealing from each other at this point. Um, but they also at the crime scene was a palm print in blood of guess who? John Holmes. John Holmes. Now, had it been his tallywhacker, they oh, would for been sure. Known, they would be. They didn't know for sure. Yeah. Well, and you know, the other thing was. There was just a little one. That's why they videotaped it. Yeah. Because there was just a little, like, snail trail uh-huh. going across the floor. Yeah. Gross. So, so anyway. Um, uh, You're so a snail trail going across the floor. If he would have taped it up to his leg. So the prosecutor, <laughs> the, Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles District Attorney, Ron Cohen, attempted to prove that Holmes was a willing participant uh, who betrayed the Wonderland gang after not getting his full share of the, like the booty? Like he the did Sugar get the Hill Gang. He didn't get the I full share of the booty. I think he got more than his share of booty. booty. 
Oh, he got his he got he his got, booty all right. He got more booty than he and knew what to do with. And people his booty later on. But uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway, I like the uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Holmes ended Different. up with a court-appointed attorney. Never, never a good thing. He didn't have any money. Yeah, I know. But they successfully defended him and presented him Holmes as one of the victims in this whole thing. And and kind of after you know reviewing this, I think that he probably. I mean, he wasn't certainly wasn't innocent, but. Uh, he probably was there when it happened, but I think he was just playing both sides against the middle. But anyway, having been forced by the real, they, their, their claim was he was forced by the real killers to get entry into where the murders took place. Uh, but Holmes was acquitted of all criminal charges on June 26, 1982, but he... he he did get um, some time, 110 days in jail for contempt of court because he wasn't cooperating with authorities. Um, He's above the law. Well, yeah. So he he, he high tells it out of there, and um, he uh, had a kind of a sad ending. Holmes uh, died six years later in uh, March 13th of 1988 from complications of AIDS in uh, the, at the VA Medical Center in Los Angeles. And I wasn't able to. T- I don't know, Colonel, if you found this out, or Brittany. Did he did he contract AIDS by his porn career? No, or he contracted AIDS from being a drug user. IV drug user. No, he was not a. He was at this time. He was not IV drug use was not that popular. What they were doing was he was freebasing cocaine, which was the first version of crack. Um, but he was a because he. How did he get AIDS? Well, his, his version. Johnson was not working. Right. So that left him with two possible possibilities. Oh, so he got AIDS from taking it in the pooper. Oh. I'm he opposed did. to that. Was it I want to be on record. I know. You're, you're on record. Which opposed, is really just. to the pooper. But here's my question. Well, I'm pro-pooper. I'm just not a, <laughs> well, I'm opposed and, to that act. And he I, did plenty of, of gay porn before he died. He did a lot right, of Right, right, right. Okay, so but we don't now, really know. Did that one guy have it? Did the one guy, did Liberace's boyfriend have no, it? We'll get to that. Okay. okay I'm just and he actually, he, um, he was, there was an injunction to stop him from doing gay porn because on one movie set, he actually severely injured two of the male actors. Well, I would think so. Okay, so. Oh, that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot going he in there. injured them? Yeah. He was a very well endowed. Well, he was with his, with his puppy. But see, I inches. thought he was the receiver. If he can't get it up, no, this was earlier in his career. Oh, he was doing a lot of gay porn, and he this also this is when his career started to decline. He also, start, yeah, started. One of the things he was he was big with the Look gay at guys you. because they Point all up. like to say he's getting into double entendres. It was kind of a it was kind of a Never. badge of honor to say if you was gay that you could handle John Holmes. Is it really a badge of honor? It was. It was. Really? It was it, Why it do was, you know that? It was. I, I have read extensively on John Holmes. You on know, gay John porn? Holmes was You've the, read extensively on gay porn? On John Holmes was. He the is first an expert on gay porn. Inductee. He was the first inductee into the. Gay uh, Porn Hall of Fame? X rated critics organization Hall of Fame in 1985. Wow. In 2008, he got the Lifetime Achievement from the AVN. From, yeah. Wow. Okay, so um, Holmes is dying right before he dies. He's acquitted of murder charges, but uh, right before he dies, um, um, the LAPD go, uh, goes visiting, detectives visit him at the uh, VA hospital to question him, hoping that he will give a deathbed confession so they can finally put away this Nash character. Nash was indicted uh, on the murder charge 
But he was acquitted uh, after the jury um, was hung. It was right. hung. They were hung. Appropriately. It was, it was a well-hung jury. <laughs> it was a well-hung jury. Actually, it was... It was uh, 11 to 1. 11 to 1 with one young girl. Who one was young lady who was 18 years old. Her name was Shantae Taylor. Um, she was 18 years old. She served on the jury. And she and knew everything, didn't she? she? She's so smart. She said that the DA did not prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, she had an incentive to, to uh, uh, make that call because later on, um, Nash is finally busted on racketeering charges under RICO. Uh, and uh, in that, he admits that he paid the witness fifty thousand dollars to um, to find uh, vote for an acquittal. So they find they don't. No one has ever charged a, with the murder. But in two thousand, uh, Nash is finally arrested. He uh, plead cops a plea on the RICO charges, um, and he uh, in that plea he admits to money laundering, money, money laundering operation as well as. Um, bribing the jury in the Wonderland murder uh, trial and um, by that point he agrees to plea bargain he's uh, in his 70s at that point and he's suffering from emphysema and other ailments anyway he gets uh, four years in prison and ends up with uh, four and a half years in prison and sentenced uh, and uh, received a $250,000 fine so uh, technically the murders are still I'm, unsolved. Do you remember when I was a kid? Do you remember the movie Goonies? Are you watching porn over there? Yes. No, I'm just looking at John Holmes stuff. Um, no, he's not. God. Goonies. He did he's Goonies. looking up the top 20 funniest And he porn did uh, Asablanca. Asablanca, that was a good he one. He did not. So anyway, one, uh, one of the oddities of this trial was uh, while this was going on, these Nash trials was going on, one of the witnesses against Nash was a young guy named Scott Thorson. And Brandy, you are very familiar with Scott Thorson, I know. You're a big Liberace fan, aren't you? Brandy is a big Liberace. There's not a time I come in this office that Liberace is not playing on her uh, iPad. So anyway, Thorson was... There's there's a lot wrong with that sentence. Thorson was Liberace's lover. 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 Uh, He was a young guy. His gay lover? Yeah, I guess they were gay since he was a man and Liberace was a man. But anyway, uh, Thorson was also into (laughs) drugs and living in the Los Angeles area. He was uh, familiar with Mr. Eddie Nash. Is this before or after he got with Liberace? I think this was after... Um, he or maybe during. No, this was know. this was this was right about the same time. Yeah, maybe you don't know that. Yeah, but he says it with such authority that you want to believe him. I, anyway, <laughs> you only got to say it with authority, people. <laughs> Brittany, believe me. But anyway, anyway, in 1989, Thorson uh, testified against Eddie Nash, and he was put into uh, Thorson again, the lover of Lava. Uh, Liberace. He was a hanger-on, dude. Yeah, there was, he was. That's a, he's a fame whore. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you are not familiar with the the a book and the movie HBO movie, uh, uh, was Behind called, the Candelabra. Behind the Candelabra. My life with Liberace. It's a pretty good flick. You should check it out. It's on HBO. Again, fame whore. He's yeah. exploiting everything. Yeah. So um, I bet he was, he was ex- bottom. Yeah. Well. He also claims, Thorson uh, claims to have had a uh, sexual relationship with Michael Jackson. 
I don't know if they were moonwalking at the time or not, but they claim he claims to have had sex with Michael Jackson. And he, uh, Thorson, uh, uh, offered to testify according to the website contactmusic.com. Of course he did. Uh, testify. Oh, pick me, pick me. Um, to, uh, to the fact that he saw Jackson with kitty porn. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Who knows? But they didn't but he, pick ha- he claims he passed the lie detector on it. No, they didn't pick him, and uh, Jackson, of course, was acquitted in that trial. So, uh, But anyway, back to Nash. Um, Thorson testified in Nash, against Nash, and um, he was placed in the witness protection program, and a year later, he was shot five times when drug dealers broke into his hotel room in Jackson, Florida. So, Either this was a different, you know, different group of drug dealers, or the witness protection program had a little breakdown at some point. Yeah. But anyway, Thorson is a whole other character. In 2008, he pleaded guilty of uh, felony drug charges, and uh, yeah, he was sentenced to four years in prison. Um, he when had, did he die? He he he's still alive. He was he he was diagnosed with hepatitis C. Who's still alive? Nash Thorson. Thorson. Yeah. You just said he died when people broke into his hotel room. No no no. He was they broke into his hotel room and shot him five times. Oh oh lived, oh okay okay I'm sorry. Uh, and in 2008 he was found guilty of felony drug charges, and he had been he's been diagnosed with hepatitis C, uh, and also stage two cancer. So in 2014, uh, he was sentenced to 8 to 20 years in Nevada prison for failing court-ordered drug test. Um, but the like, drug, what's the point? Well, the drug, the judge, uh, you know, threw him a bone and uh, suspended, <laughs> suspended the sentence. But uh, guess what happened? He went back he to drugs. He screwed it up. Yeah, he yeah. went back to drugs. They always do. So, um, and twice in October of 2000, in November 2013, and he was arrested again in 2013 for violating a court order. Um, but um, he says he blames his um, drug usage on the fame brought came, that came about from the book about, about behind the Kimbalala. Really, because he wasn't doing drugs well, beforehand. Yeah. Well, so anyway, that, he's an interesting character. Um, that just this whole strange mix of strange characters in this story. Eddie Nash, of course, and John Holmes, porn star, and Scott Thorson, who and just happened to be boring. Yeah, who just happens to be where all the action. He's kind of like what was that character Woody Allen played, where he was a Zelig. So and Zelig. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, he's just at the right place at the right time. He sleeps with Michael Jackson. He sleeps with the Rossi. Well, yeah, he's there yeah. when the Wonderland murders take place. So, or, I think it's yeah. all lies. Well, and you talk about being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. His first sexual encounter, he was twelve years old. This was Thorson. No, I'm talking about John Holmes. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm back on John. <laughs> he's Holmes. Obsessed with John Holmes. Uh, twelve years old. Yeah. Thirty-six year old friend of his mother's. Yeah. Well, gross. Good work if you can get it. It's, Damn good. Gross. And I that's so gross. At that time, he was still, you know, he was Who's still growing. He was still impressive. growing. Yeah, he was I don't growing, care if he's the size of a small oak tree. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You're going to save a small child. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This is really disgusting. Was. No, I meant his pecker. Okay. okay. No, it's gross. Gross. Um, he's 12. Ew. So There's not even grass on that playing field. They might have had some grass on There's no grass. This is some fuzz. (laughs) Not enough to just... Well, you can see it, Claire. Probably made it look bigger. So, Brittany. (laughs) I don't know how. Young Brittany is joined us. Uh, Apparently, young Brittany has a problem, you know, getting places on time. But but she's joined us. I have. Uh, 
So I'm, I'm happy to be what's here. What's troubling I ran, you? I you ran. sound like ass. I, I what? You sound like ass. I, what's troubling you, Miss Brittany? I'm sick. I'm working way too hard, and I just need... We understand you have to go to Cleveland. Yeah, it's very, it's very unfortunate series of events. Yeah, it really sounds is. like it, and we 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 feel bad about that. I think that's we made fun of you before you got here. Yeah, right? but two weeks. Why? What's wrong with Cleveland? Cleveland is it the, rocks. Uh, Cleveland rocks. <laughs> Do we have any listeners in Cleveland? Hmm? Do we have any listeners in Cleveland? Uh, not too many. You can bash it if you want. Cleveland is the asshole of Ohio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mistake by the lake. I really haven't been to where I'm going in Cleveland, though. No. Have you been yeah. to the flats? It's nice. No. That's where the uh, torso murders took place. Do you yeah. have to stay mm. in the center? Because you need no. to call no rapesies. No, okay. I would need to yep. say that. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Check it out. Okay. She's I'll not vacationing there. there. She's just going up well, for the day. There. No, I'll be there for three days. Yeah. Three days you're going to be in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame specifically to see the Bruce Springsteen exhibit. Shocking. Um, and the Bruce Springsteen exhibit at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has become so popular that they made it a permanent exhibit rather than a traveling exhibit. The only concession they had to make was that they had to give him his uh, his Fender guitar back, which the only thing that separated me from this Fender guitar was one quarter inch Okay. That's so, amazing. Brandy, yeah. uh, do you have any final <laughs> thoughts on the Wonderland murders? Uh, you know, I... It, it really is unfortunate. And John Holmes, John Holmes is a perfect perfect example of how God doesn't give with both hands. Because if he, yeah. if you he didn't, didn't need have, both hands with that something. Well, but you know, he what was, he, what he was he, not what attractive. He, he was not smart. He was, you know, what he lacked in brains, he made up for in girth. And then it went away. Yeah, oh. uh, but but it, it's hard to feel sorry for anybody in this story, except maybe the person who was couch surfing. Yeah, but you know what? She's ma- and I do feel bad for that particular. But she is married to a dipshit who was out with a hooker. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, she, you know, yeah, you got to choose your relationships wisely. Yeah. Um, Colonel, I know you're a big John Holmes fan. Okay, so tell us what happened to John Holmes. What his you biggest fear his was? Body of work. What is big? Now, John Holmes' biggest fear, and, it, and it's really mine too. And and I and I will tell you this: <laughs> I have the same because problem, now right? they got the penis transplants. We uh, talked about this. Right. They got the tra- penis transplants. Are we doing this? And yeah. I he's, to, he's, he's worried about being an organ donor. I know. Something, no, I got it right on my license. Nobody else is donor. worried about it. I got it made a little label except for the title. <laughs> except for did you make that Charlie. with your little label maker? Well, you you you're willing to give away donor except for little Charlie. You're willing to give away your liver, your heart, I give away any your eyes. Not, not my eyes. Okay. Not my eyes. No eyes. Um, because you know we don't know where we're going. Right. And my idea of heaven, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need my dolly wagon to me. Oh, well, of course. Well, in your eyes, obviously. In my eyes. So yeah. you, can see. you think so there's like boobs? Huh? I bet if it's heaven. If it's heaven, they're going to give you your eyes so you can see the boobs. If you're in hell, and yeah, they keep them. What makes you think you're going to heaven? Yeah. If you're if you go to hell, they keep your eyes. Uh, we was just talking and about and just parade boobies in front of well, you. Well, so that she them. makes a good point, even though she's an hour late. She does, uh, and you know what I think you get in heaven? Ice cream. Extra arms. <laughs> extra arms. I don't extra think arms. So. There's so many boobs you're going to need extra arms for. <laughs> You know, I never thought about that, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Okay, the so, so uh, Holmes's big fear was that... Yeah, somebody was going to 
yank off posthumously take his pack. Yeah, they're they're go, they were going to do what they did. They rescued the rescue, rescue, put um, it in a jar, put it on the But they, but it's been it's been preserved. It, he was buried with it, and that yeah, was all fine. Was Nobody wanted that. Well, <laughs> cremated, whatever. It, it's gone. Yeah. The actual penis is gone, but and it, it was disease riddled. It has been preserved because you can get yourself a a ballast. A lifelike, I mean, the, the whole, they, what they made was a plastic cast the yeah. one time they was doing this to all the right. stuff. They did that um, to, uh, like, uh, Mick Jagger and rock stars as well, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Yeah, well, they tried, we they did. We was doing it at one point just to preserve it. Tony Orlando, history. I think, had his name. Harry um, Belafonte. They, <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, but they have it. It's, it's preserved. You can you can buy it at the Hustler store. You can buy it. Yeah, but I wonder if it really is. You know, I mean, they really did it. I've I've one homemade out of play though. <laughs> but that's okay, just for fun. So if you want a little piece of history, up around there. If you want a little piece of history. Twelve and a half inches of history. You can stop by your local hustler store and pick up and a John Holmes cast. No, it's yes. not a cast. It's a it's a marital, aid. marital aid. Yes. Okay. For those of you who are married, I don't need an aid well, in your. Let me tell you this. Uh, I don't know how much is going to help your marriage because you come home with a twelve-inch Micah. Uh-huh. She's going to look at you like you've been in the little leagues, unless you're the Colonel or Timmy. But uh, right. she's going to look at you like, so what Jesus. the hell? I need you for right. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's why, you know, men men that are out there That's listening. Important. It's important to women. It's important to women. And men that are out there listening, you know, take some advice from the colonel. Y'all get this yeah, crazy fantasy don't. of, you know, oh, you know what would be cool? Have 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 another woman involved with me in my life. What oh, we, it's too like, many limbs. Let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to decide they don't need you. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah once women. Yes, because we automatically will go lesbian. Once women, it's a, it's a known once fact. women, well, it's an innate, yeah, it's, I, in, it's in your DNA, right? You won't go back. You won't go back. Well, Obviously, you, you guys know all the parts. You know yes, the secret we places, and we you don't, know, we don't that. need you, you to be involved at all. If we wanted to go gay, we don't need your permission. <laughs> we don't need anything. No, well, I think no. we just go. Well, and I think, I think it's the same for you all. You have no authority over this. No, topic at I'm all. just saying what the colonel is trying to say. No, I know what the colonel's trying to say, and we're screwed. Once women figure out. What another woman's got? We're all mm-hmm. the really guys are screwed. Here's the thing: what makes you think we're all so stupid? We don't know what well, the other, you probably other women you're probably, have. You're probably just using us for our money. Well, I can. Well, most sure. of you've been to college, and you know, I figure you experimented around. You know, I can. Or, or what we can do is look in a mirror and go, "I bet somebody else has this." <laughs> I bet there are other people on this planet that have this here. She goes off on tangents. She really does. What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. You know, Brittany's over here not saying a word, but I think, you know, the way. Because Brittany is agreeing with me on this one particular point. I do not believe Brittany's agreeing with you. I do. Is lesbianism a word? It is not. It is. It is indeed a word. I Googled it. It is a, a word. So anyway, back to yeah, my original point. Yeah. Um, what was your original? Do you remember your original point? Pick your fantasies carefully. Yes. Okay. I have a fantasy carefully. that you'll be quiet and this will be yeah. over. That's an unrealistic fantasy. Okay. Any final words? Mm-mm. Okay. So uh, we'll see you next time, everyone, on History Dweeb. Where are they going to find us, Colonel? They are going to find us at historydweeb.com for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we really would love you to do is go to uh, our iTunes page. Come on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Just get it going. 
Well, you got beef somewhere. You ain't done nothing in three damn days, and you're acting like you're busy now. So you're gonna uh, you're gonna go to iTunes. I might want to leave. You're gonna find you're gonna find us. Uh, <laughs> to sleep sometime. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna find us at History Dweebs. You're gonna subscribe to the damn channel, and then you're gonna give us a review. And you we can give channel. us a good review or a bad review. But if you give us a bad review. It's fine. I can find your damn IP address. Okay. I can track no, you down. Cannot. You think no, you got no, promise you problems with anonymous? Leave us devices. a review. We will. We'll give you a shout out on the next podcast. So thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.